You're on there, that's what I call sport on 98FM. It's Jamie Moore here on Sunday and we are very happy to welcome a lady who's uh, responsible, one of the ladies that is responsible for a huge team of Irish athletes, 91 in total, going across to the 2019 Special Olympics World Summer Games in Abu Dhabi in the UAE from the 14th to 21st of March 2019. Her name is Karen Coventry, Director of Sport for Special Olympics. I'll have more from Karen in just a second. The Games are going to be the world's largest humanitarian and sporting event of 2019. We'll see 7,000 athletes compete across 24 sports. We'll be sending 92 athletes across 12 sports. 91 athletes, Karen, sorry. 91 athletes across 12 sports to the event. Athletics, badminton, basketball, bocce, bowling, equestrian, football, golf, gymnastics, kayaking, swimming and table tennis. Now, we found out last week that bocce is a version of bowls and four Irish athletes will be competing in that. 76 volunteers from Ireland will also travel to assist the Games Organising Committee in the UAE and the running of the Games itself. And you're ready to be jealous. Currently, it's around 25 degrees in Abu Dhabi. Now, to find out more, as I said, Karen Coventry is beside me in the studio. Karen, thanks for coming in. How are you? I'm great, Jamie. Thanks a million for having us here. No problem. Thanks a million. Now, you're going to be a quite busy lady, as will the athletes over the next couple of months before you head off. Now, Special Olympics Ireland is first and foremost a sports organisation and a charity that supports children and adults with intellectual disabilities. And the quote is, Special Olympics changes lives. So just tell us more about the organisation and what you guys do. Yep, the organisation is spread across the 32 counties. Um, currently, we have just under 8,000 athletes across 15 sports in 313 clubs around. So it's all based in their local community. It's with volunteers locally and again, engaging with families, schools, services. Anyone in the community is welcome to join. So we're a little bit of time away now from the Special Olympics themselves. What can the athletes and everybody go and expect from what is going to be, as, as I said, the biggest sports and humanitarian event this year? Yeah, well, it's the first time the Games have been held in this region, so in the Middle East, North Africa. We've been out in October checking out the venues. They're spectacular. Um, Abu Dhabi is ready to take on. Adnec, the exhibition centre, is absolutely huge. The Healthy Athlete Village will be there. There's family centres set up, so families who are in support and coming over will have a huge experience. We received an email last week from Abu Dhabi to say that we have the largest contingency of supporters travelling to the Games. They just want us to know that, so that gave us a good old boost last week. Um, their team's preparation is going really well. They had their final training session, residential weekend last weekend, and in sports all across the city, training hard, and they're ready to go. We unveiled their new kit at the launch, so they're dressed and ready. And yeah, one more month to go, one more preparation, one more training session, and Team Ireland are ready. Yeah, I was going to ask how many supporters and fans are going, because Abu Dhabi isn't exactly in Europe or a couple of hours flight away, so there'll be a huge support there. As we said, 91 athletes as well. Will most of them have someone there to support them? Most of them will, and those who don't, we always ensure that some family member adopts them for the duration of the Games. Going out with so many, the sea green is always something that's hugely anticipated and ready for when we go out. They'll all be dressed in bright green t-shirts. The opening ceremony will be spectacular. It's in the Zayed City Stadium, and they've just said it's like 43,000 people, but I bet you'll see the green when you come in. Yeah, I love watching Irish teams going into the opening ceremonies, whether it's the Olympics, the Special Olympics, whether it's a, you know, a sporting event or whatever. It's amazing to see and they walk into the stadium and they see the people and you know the fireworks and all the stuff that goes on. And these opening ceremonies now are, are huge events in themselves. And it'll be an amazing you know, feeling for all of our athletes to walk in as Irish athletes at the Special Olympics when that opening ceremony does, does take place. Yeah, absolutely. And even at the launch, talking to the athletes, they're t- telling us now that the pride of putting on that green jersey means so much to them. We had the guys put on their football kit last weekend, it was given by the FAI, and the, the hands on the heart to say, you know, I am wearing that green jersey, I'm really proud to, to participate for Ireland. 
the heat is something that everybody would have to deal with athletes supporters parents etc I was saying before we started chatting on air I was in Abu Dhabi and Dubai on holidays last year and it's quite a hot place how will the athletes deal with the heat and is that something that's been worked on in training even though it's hard to replicate that heat when you're currently in Ireland and it's freezing it is for sure um, most of the outdoor sports will have a break from 12 till 3 so the organising committee have put that in for that the athlete lounges will all be fully air conditioned the buses when they travel will be air conditioned so those sports that'll be outside the football and athletics they'll be brought back in when they're not competing and we'll look after them and make sure that they have everything that they need and all their caps have little flaps at the back to make sure the sun cream is ready so it's a different climate the inside ones just to give you some sort of perspective we've bought base layers for them because the air conditioning is so high that it's so cold inside and yet so hot outside well I can remember I was somewhere recently in Ireland and it was so cold inside because of the aircon I don't know why did the aircon and you're like I'll tell you what I was at a futsal tournament yesterday in an indoor hall sporting event and I'm the coach and I was wearing a full coat because they conditioned the place to be so cold to keep people cool and then they walk out the door and it's very hot so it'll be an interesting and of course different sports some indoors and some outdoors and, and different athletes would have to deal with different types of conditions Yeah we were just talking earlier about bocce before you came on air so bocce and bowling because they're not hugely active sports we have put base layers onto them just to keep them warm um, the basketball is indoors and Basketball Ireland have given drill tops for the team so they have another layer to go over them so it's, again it's the mixture of, of the climate coming out do we need Gatorade do we need something else that's going to keep them hydrated so the medical team we have two medics travelling out the team are keeping a really close eye on that along with their head coaches Yeah when you go put out the press release last week about the you know the team and, and the kits and stuff like that you know there was a quote that it's going to be the biggest sporting challenge yet for any of these athletes what will the challenge of of the actual sports be for them not to go through every one but but they're going to compete in in what their field is the most you know the biggest competition they could ever compete in Absolutely. I mean, we have 170 countries and 7,000 athletes. And for a lot of the Team Ireland going out, it's their first time to experience the World Games. So going out and not knowing who you're competing against, going out um, to new teams, new environments, we're just telling them just to compete at your best. Again, for Special Olympics, it's all about the performance on the pitch or on the athletics track. You can't control what your competitors do. You can only control your own performance. So that's the kind of mindset we're working with our athletes on at the moment. Just get out there and just do your best and be proud. Yeah, I know I heard an interview last week with, with someone asking uh, one of the athletes or one of the coaches, I think it was, you know, you know, if they feel under pressure to pick up a medal and the answer was no, they don't because they're going to compete and they're going to try and do their best. And, and that's a message that I know you guys have, have emphasised to all the athletes that if you win or lose, you're still doing something amazing for your country. And we are, as part of Special Olympics, we offer a lot of other programmes as well. And one is the Healthy Athlete Programme. And one aspect of that is the strong mind. So it's building resilience within their programmes. And we've had people come in to talk about and do Tai Chi so they're trying to manage their own emotions and their strength in that way. So I think that's been a huge help and a huge addition to the programme that we've had this year. Yeah, I mentioned as well all the sports earlier on as well. We're going to have eight in athletics, three in badminton, 20 in basketball, which will be our biggest contingent of, of a team as such, four in bocce, eight in bowling, four in equestrian, 12 in football, eight in golf, seven in gymnastics, four in the kayaks, 10 in the swimming pool and three playing table tennis. I absolutely love playing table tennis as well. Why is basketball the biggest of all of the, the, the I suppose the athletes that were sending were sending 20 which is a lot more than any of the other sports we're competing in yeah for basketball it's two teams so it's one male team and one female team and we're delighted this time around because in LA we just got one female team so we're very lucky to have the male team travelling this year and it's actually a nice dynamic having the male and female together and sometimes they train together in the same environment and sometimes they split them up but that's why it's 20 for basketball so it's two teams and again for football it's 12 because it's a seven a side team I love watching equestrian, right? And I've always wondered this. 
do athletes and teams bring their own horses to these events and if so how in God's name do you get the horses from Dublin to Abu Dhabi we're very lucky heading to Abu Dhabi um, all the horses are provided they'll have everything ready to go and by looking back in October what they have is absolutely spectacular and just to give you an idea out in the resort it was all Irish and British horses based out in Abu Dhabi so it's quite interesting to see Nice, so if you believe that animals understand you, they might understand our, our athletes speaking to them in English. So in, in that case, obviously the athletes here are training on horses that they will be familiar with. When they go away to Abu Dhabi, they're going to be on new horses as such. So kind of how does that work? Because with those type of sports where you're working with an animal, I'm sure being familiar with that animal and the animal being familiar with you is something that can help. And in this case, they're going to be kind of new to them. Yeah, so what we do for our training sessions is we move around different equestrian venues and we'll try and give the athletes an experience on a different horse so they're ready and prepared for when they go out there. Nice, very good. Um, in terms of, the, of you know all the sports overall, like, there's a huge variety of the sports and, and the press release mentions that you know the journey to Abu Dhabi began four years ago. What have all these athletes had to do in, in the variety of different sports to ensure that they're at the Olympics? Because I'm sure there was many more who, who may have liked to be there who maybe haven't qualified or maybe they're, they're waiting maybe to get a bit older and, and maybe be in the next Olympics. Yeah, so the journey for them started back with the area competition in 2016 and then they advance on to the regionals in 2017 and advance on again to the Ireland Games in 2018 and we had 1,500 athletes in 2018 going for the Ireland Games and then 91 of those qualified in for the World Games. So it's a four-year cycle so it is a really long mental and physical journey for those athletes to get there and their family members who support them and their coaches at a local level. Yeah, they've got there now and the President, Michael D. Higgins, released a statement during the week and, and he one interesting quote is that the athletes are inspirational role models and admirable ambassadors for Ireland as well. Are they all fully aware of the magnitude of, of what they're doing? I know their families are and everyone you know working behind the scenes are fully aware but are the athletes themselves aware that people like the president are calling them role models and ambassadors for the country which they are of course they are absolutely and I believe at the launch um, it really hit home when they saw and heard the president's message read out by our own Henry McKean here um, it was just that sense of awe pride even for the family members to the athletes couldn't believe that he took the time to write to them and let them know how he feels and of course when the competition is on there'll be a huge amount of support on Twitter and on, on Instagram and Facebook and on social media as well and, and it's something that all Irish teams and athletes feel no matter where they are in the world the support of the nation for these big things and that'll be no different once March comes hopefully Yeah absolutely I suppose we've one team at one dream and that's to go out and perform their best you can log on to SpecialOlympics.ie and follow us on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram we'll keep positive updates all the time and I remember listening to one of the athletes who's uh, going to be playing the bocce and I can't remember his name and he said he wanted to be the, the Usain Bolt of bocce and he wanted to make bocce interesting and stuff. And it was just a, a really interesting and you know, funny quote to hear that he was comparing himself in, in a sport to you know, Usain Bolt, the, the, you know, the fastest man on the planet, and, and trying to make bocce more interesting. And all of these athletes have raw models and I'm sure if Usain Bolt was to retweet him or to comment it would be a great thing. But that was a really nice analogy to use for the bocce. Yeah, again, it is. It's those athletes picking their own athlete and their own inspiration of how they're going to perform themselves. Bocce is such an interesting sport. The competitive nature between those guys is incredible to watch. And I can see him now doing the little signal at the end just as he hits into that Polina. What's the most interesting thing for you about the Special Olympics and what are you in looking forward to most going as, as a staff member as such? Yeah, for me, Special Olympics, I suppose, is all about development and it's about the athletes. It's about the journey from the athletes, their families and the volunteers and coaches who take them. So watching the coaches come from the area level competitions and going right up to World Games and taking them through that journey is incredible. And watching the athletes just come that way through. I've been involved for 16 years, so for a lot of these squads, it's from when they were very small to becoming an adult. And it's just watching that journey. It's an absolute privilege to watch. 
Of course, across that 16 years as well, there's been huge advancements in Irish sport generally and, and you guys are now based out in the, the National Sports Campus in Abbottstown. I was over there the other night winning the FAI and there's Gaelic pitches there now, there's Astro pitches, there's you guys, there's Equestrian Ireland, there's so many other you know, you know, know, massive sporting. It's going to be an unbelievable venue when it's totally finished as well. Just tell me about the type of facilities that you guys have for these athletes and I know you use different spots around Ireland as well, but you know, on campus and stuff and they really have the best of the best to prepare. Yeah, we're very lucky. And with the FAI, we use their pitches for their training sessions. The National Gymnastics Centre is used for gymnastics as well. The indoor halls then can be used for basketball, table tennis, badminton, all the sports across the way. We're very, very privileged. And having them all in one location as well gives that kind of team environment as you come through. And the aquatic centre there for the swimming. Um, And then we just have to step out a little bit then for kayaking. Again, the equestrian horses don't have them on site. Um, The bowling alleys as well, but and the golf club. But having everything based on campus is just tremendous. And just watching it grow every time you drive into the building, just seeing what's coming, we're very lucky. Yeah, there's a real sense when you're driving into that campus, when you're driving up the long road and you can see the National Aquatic Centre on your right, the gap pitches on your left, up to the FAI, up to your place as well, the massive track and there's a, a, a medical rehab centre there as well. It really is an amazing place for, for athletes of all sports to, to train and play as well. Just on, on a final note, Karen, let's talk about Special Olympics Ireland itself. Currently, 7,985 registered athletes, 15 sports across 313 clubs in the country, growing year on year as well. Just tell me a little about that and, and the value that all of those different clubs and sports have to these athletes, like just under 8,000. And I'm sure, you know, athletes now seeing our athletes, the 91 of them heading over to this, will go, God, I'd love to do that. And they might even join. Yeah, and we've started like a young athlete program from the age of four to seven. So it's our first introduction to Special Olympics and it's a play activity. So it's non-competitive. And it's trying to get more clubs, more local community to see what their athlete can achieve is to show their ability and it's to show the family members that there is a good pathway, you know, from the young athlete into the competing athlete and then right again to retirement. There's sports that are catered for that too. And we have an athlete leadership program. So when they're 16, it's how to do public speaking. They can go on and do coaching. Again, work from a health promotion perspective. There's lots of different aspects within Special Olympics. So it's a great fit for anybody out there. Yeah, and the one thing as well that has to be said is, you know, we look at the Olympics and the World Cup and the Rugby World Cup every four years, etc. as well. But Special Olympics Ireland, you know, given the numbers I've just given there, are involved in, in the lives of athletes like every day. So it's a different organisation then maybe you know the, the Olympics itself which is four years of the World Cup this is something that you know impacts on, on athletes lives and families lives almost every day and it is and again with Special Olympics it's focused on ability we're not a high performing organisation it's those athletes who can compete at their own ability in their own competition in order to be successful at that level and so that's what makes Special Olympics so different to anybody else it's for everybody out there and anybody going can get to a World Games level whether they run in 10 seconds or 20 seconds or 30 seconds they're all group per ability and that's the magic with Special Olympics now very finally, all of this costs money, Karen, of course, and the cost of sending the 91 Irish athletes and the volunteers across to Abu Dhabi in March for the Special Olympics is a total of €455,000, which is €5,000 per athlete. And of course, there's training costs, there's travel costs, there's uniforms, there's medical and equipment and all of that included in that price as well. And the specialolympics.ie website is the place you need to go for the Support an Athlete campaign. Tell me more about that and you're encouraging businesses big or small or benefactors or whoever can give you a few quid to help these athletes go and live their dream for a couple of weeks over in Abu Dhabi yeah that's it it's working out of a 5,000 per athlete so we're asking any businesses out there not even the 5,000 any donation towards that to try and help get the team to get there to Abu Dhabi some people have said so you're not there already no or not it's a huge expense a huge expenditure and anybody who can give support in any way would be much appreciated and again just to find out more it's on specialympics.ie 
Great stuff. That's the voice of Karen Coventry, Director of Sport for Special Olympics Ireland. Uh, the Special Olympics World Summer Games taking place in Abu Dhabi in the UAA this March, kicking off on the 14th of March as well. And we'll keep up to date with all of uh, the goings on over there across that period as well. Karen, thanks a million. Thanks a million, Jamie. 98 FMs. Now that's what I call sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98 FM.